This is the Andrew Walsh Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen. I really appreciate it. I'm praying you can take away something from this episode that brings value to your life. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast to stay up to date with the latest episodes. And please share with a friend if you feel you're getting something out of these episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at A underscore Walsh. Let's fire it off. All right, how are we doing today, folks? I'm so excited for today's guest, Christina Papandrea. All right, she's Australian-born, triple threat, so dance, music, and acting. She attended the Musical and Dramatic Academy in Los Angeles, earning her BFA in dance theater. Now Christina is represented by GoToTalent Agency. She actively works in regional theater productions, as well as choreographing and teaching dance at the high school level. You know, through Christina's journey, she's always been able to use her passion in the arts to continue to inspire. She's incredibly, incredibly smiley and optimistic personality. I know just from you guys hearing her today, you're gonna leave feeling inspired. So it's an honor to have you today, Christina. How are you today? I'm doing so well. I'm so excited to just be here and uh, just spend time chatting with you and, I'm just really blessed, really happy. I love hearing that. And thank you for taking the time today. And thank you, everyone who is listening today. I really appreciate all the support of the podcast. Been getting crazy amounts of emails and texts. And, you know, it's just crazy to hear some of these uh, messages of people just really taking stuff from these episodes, which is why I started it. So we're going to get into it today. So I'm going to just start with a, a quick prayer for us. So, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you for blessing Christina with the time to come on today's episode. I'm praying that you speak through her and our conversation, that whatever she has to say, Lord, will impact whoever is listening today positively, and that for all our viewers and guests that are listening today, they can take something away from this podcast that they can implement in their life, and that from this podcast, Lord, that they will feel the positivity, the energy, and just the compassion, knowing that people are out here producing this educational content to help everyone who's listening here today. So God just bless this episode. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Woo! I am, I'm like stoked. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about like getting out of a toxic relationship. You have a a really crazy story you're going to tell everyone. And I think what we'll be able to do is kind of look back and show some like maybe red flags or anything like that for people who are listening, who can be like, wow, maybe I'm in this right now. Or I have a friend who's going through this and hearing what you have to say can really help because now you're so positive. You're in a happy and healthy relationship. You're doing well. You found your escape. So you know, for, for what I want to just start with is if you don't mind kind of sharing that story. Sure. So this started a few years back. Um, and he started off as a super nice guy. And for a while I was like, okay, he's a really great guy. I fell in love with him. Um, and then nine months down the road, uh, little things just started happening that kind of felt uncomfortable. Um, with drug addiction and just a lot of negative things in this guy's life that I didn't 
think was um, bad at the time. I was kind of like, oh, maybe I can help him. I know that he's struggling. Um, what can I do for him? How can I help him get through these dark times, uh, struggling with addiction and, and whatnot? Um, and then, you know, through time, uh, a lot of people in my life that love and care about me sincerely, my parents, my brothers, uh, my family out in Australia, friends, they were all kind of like, Christina, I just don't feel that this is right. I feel like my, my intuition is kind of not feeling like good about this. Maybe you should, uh, see what else is out there. And I was, I was just kind of like, no, like he's yeah. fine. Like we all have inner demons. We all go through times that aren't positive. And I, I, I used to get mad at them. I used to get really angry at people that would tell me like, get out, like run. Um, and of course the, uh, feisty Italian in me was like, you know what? I'm going to prove all these people wrong. I'm going to continue pressing on with this relationship. Uh, he's going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to prove everyone wrong and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. However, things continued to get darker and darker. Um, I ended up falling into a pretty gnarly disordered eating, uh, type of issue dropping down to 110 pounds. I'm like wow. 120 now, which is like healthy, really good. Yeah. But just the anxiety and the loss of self care um, mm. aspect of it just consumed my life. I just I stopped caring about who I was, and I all I cared about was how can I make this guy grow, how can I make him better, and just completely lost sight of who I was. So that was the scariest part from that beginning part of everything. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I just know from what you're sharing, I think a lot of us can relate. You know, if I look back at past relationships, it makes me now realize how important the people you have around you is because a lot of times in these relationships and, you know, you, you were in love and you're just infatuated with this person. You kind of, it's a term, like you have blinders on, right? People yeah. from the outside are telling you, Hey, there's some red flags. There might be some things going on, but you're like, you're so in the relationship that you can't really see it yet. Yeah. You know, and you kind of, that sounds like, what kind of was happening here oh, yeah. and like one teaching moment for everyone who's listening. That's why it's so important to have a great crew of people around you because they can kind of warn you or they could have the adverse and be like, Oh no, downplay it, stay with them. He's fine. Yeah. You know, and they feed into negativity as well. So just a, a quick talking Thanks. point. It's like, I, I love my circle of friends. I love my parents and my brothers and it's just so incredible how when someone can have such a hold on your mind mm -hmm. and be such a master manipulator, how they're able to truly convince you that they are the only person who knows the truth. They are that one person that knows what's best for you, which was me at the time. And everyone else around me is lying. Yeah. So my family would always tell me like, okay, Christina, if everyone's telling you around you that this isn't positive, why are you believing this one person? So it was that battle of... I, I, and, and that's, what's interesting though, is there was always that inner voice that I did shut down. So if you are someone listening and if you feel like you have ever heard that inner voice, lean on that and lean on the inner voice, because that is the truth that is in Christianity, the Holy spirit speaking to you yeah. and not to ignore that because that is 
um, a calling for you to go in the direction and what's positive for you and not staying stuck in something that's going to be detrimental to your health, your mind, your body, everything. Yeah, I think what you're expressing too is your experience, you know, and I think I really applaud you for your bravery, you know, reliving and sharing this experience because sometimes we don't learn until we're out of something. And I think for you to kind of come on this podcast and share your experience is going to be relatable for a lot of people who are listening because I think God actually puts certain people in your life for a reason and He knew. Like he knows what your end is going to be and he's just filling in the rest of your life. And he put this person in here because he knew you were strong enough. You were brave enough to overcome it, to come out better, and then to go out and educate and share your story to help maybe somebody who's going through that same situation. You know, you were talking about kind of hearing an inner voice. Um, When you heard that inner voice, And as things kind of were getting worse, what was that kind of straw that broke the camel's back that you were like, all right, I need to make a move? Yeah. So he ended up getting very abusive in all kinds of ways. And once it kind of got to that part was when I realized that domestic violence isn't just, I mean, physical, right? Like we learned domestic violence is someone's getting hit someone's getting choked, someone's getting hurt, but we fail to sometimes recognize that emotional abuse is abuse Mm -hmm. and emotional abuse is still under the category of domestic violence. So once I kind of was able to put those two together and realize, holy crap, like I am in this situation that I hear other women talking about, and that's me on the other side now, I suppose, um, of being in something that's domestic violent related, you know? So once I started being more awake and aware of my surroundings and the person that I am with being violent and just not good, you know, all of those skeletons started pouring out. So, um, I was able to create a plan with my father, um, and my mom to just get that relationship done with. Um, I ended up leaving Orange County and going up to Monterey Bay with my dad and then wow. going out to Henderson to their home and just chilling and just escaping Orange County for a little bit. So it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cause they say a lot of times, you know, in these toxic relationships, you kind of cut everyone out of your life and are so about this one person that when it comes to the point where like, I can't take this anymore, but I don't really have anyone left to fall back on, you know, did that ever kind of weigh in your head? And, and was that a difficult conversation to come back to your parents and be like, I need you guys now? It, it's really interesting how it all kind of unraveled. So I, I wasn't allowed to see my parents. They didn't want to see me at all, except my mom was willing to see me at church on Sundays. So I would see my mom for that hour mass on Sunday, sitting next to her, the elephant in the room in church. But um, it really just motivated me seeing my mom and just knowing that every time we were holding hands, praying, it was kind of like, this is my mom. Like, she's going to get old one day. My dad's going to get old one day. My brothers, like, I love them, like, haven't seen them in forever. They're going to get old. So I just started realizing who really mattered to me. Yeah. You know, and being with my mom for that hour once a week wasn't enough. You know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't worth it anymore. 
Wow. So once that kind of clicked, I was like, I need my family. I need, I need my blood, you know, uh, back. So that was kind of how it all clicked in the end was those moments with my mom Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Wow. I think this is a great coaching moment because so often in everybody who's listening, you may have a friend right now who you know is in a toxic relationship and you've given them advice and you know maybe that relationship is strained and, and you don't talk anymore. But if they do reach back out, you know, to you, I think like your mom was there and was able to help you get out of that situation. When they reach back out, you know, maybe you were upset with how things ended. This is a chance for you to be a bigger person and to go, wow, okay, let me be there for them. They may really need a friend right now. Even though we used to be friends, this relationship, you know, they had the blinders on. Let me be there for them, you, you know? And it's something where like for me again, and just my personality type, it was really difficult for me to admit my wrong and to um, finally surrender to the fact that everyone around me was right. You know, so that for me was difficult. Yeah. Which sounds silly. It's like, oh my God, that's, that's so silly, but it is, it was difficult to just be like, you know what, you guys are all right. I'm done. Yeah. And I know that is so hard for anybody. It's, it's really hard to kind of admit that. But once you get it off your chest and you start feeling these people come around you, that kind of segued into my next question for you is, you know, once you kind of cut ties, you were back with your family, it's, it's not like you can just undo that or just hit delete and all those memories are gone. You know, what helped you kind of come back and see that light at the end of the tunnel and get your positivity and your sense of, self back. Right. So, um, of course, spending so much quality time with my dad, because my mom, I think she was in Australia at the time when this was all happening with my grandparents and everybody, but just that quality time with my dad. Um, and just knowing that everything he was saying, um, was the truth. So everything that he was saying, as far as, um, Christina, you're beautiful or Christina, this, I was like, my dad's not lying to me. Like my dad loves me, you Mm -hmm. know? So Uh, just listening and believing the truth that my father was speaking to me was very helpful. Um, I did get a life coach actually. Uh, Her name was also Christina or is Christina. So just having the same name, I was like, this is a sign. This is something. So Mm -hmm. I started doing a lot of self care and self work uh, with her. And that has been incredible. So definitely, uh, definitely just the coaching on self-confidence and self-love because at the end of the day, that was the issue. I wasn't aware of what I was worth. Yeah. I wasn't aware of how much love I gave is also the love that I should also be receiving. It didn't make sense. I was like, but I am loving and he kind of loves me, but I'm not, that's not what I'm worthy of. I'm worthy of the greatest love. And I have that now. So I'm, I'm so grateful. So, so, so grateful. I'm so happy to hear that. And I just know I can see how happy you are. And it's wonderful to see that you were able to overcome that. I think that's interesting too. I didn't know in your story that you had also gotten a life coach. Maybe for everyone who's listening, was there any exercise or activity that, you know, that you really remember that you're like, man, that really helped me kind of, kind of start pushing forward. Yeah, something that really helped me is uh, since I am an active dancer and always moving, 
quite the opposite was more helpful for me. So more silence, more uh, meditative breath work, like inhaling four seconds, holding for four seconds, exhaling slowly for four seconds. So just kind of learning about how does breath work help you in moments of anxiety. Um, for me at the beginning, it was moments of like flashbacks of the relationship that would kind of trigger. And I'm like, Oh, what do I do? I just need to breathe. I need to find my breath. <laughs> so for me, um, who's generally very physical, it was more about the slowing down and more about the, the breathing. Wow. I love that. Thank you for sharing that too. Cause recently I I've been turned on to breathing. So for everyone who's listening, there's a great app that you can get. It's called XPT life and it's guided breathing that, um, they'll take you through. And for me, I, I think Christina, you and I are very similar. You're, you're with dance, you're physical working out. That's how I am. Like I am like pedal to the metal. The minute I wake up, it's like doing a million different things, getting stuff off my checklist. So now in the mornings, I wake up earlier and I do those breathing exercises and guided meditation. And it's crazy. In the middle of my day, I'll have like multiple calls coming in, emails being pulled. And you know what? I'll be like, I'll remember that meditation. I'll breathe. And I just feel calm. I'm like, I got this. You know, it's crazy. And the beauty in slowing down, especially with this quarantine and everything that's happening historically right now, but slowing down who you are as well, when you're able to get your baseline of stress levels to a lower level in general by practicing that breath work, then in a moment of anxiety, it's not going to be as heightened as it would be if you weren't practicing that breath work. Yeah. So in moments now when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or whatnot, it's not nearly as bad as what it used to be just by practicing my breath and getting everything lower, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I think too, your blood, your blood pressure will go down. You have much more control of your diaphragm and, and how much oxygen you're getting up to your brain. And a lot of times, you know, being in physical fitness, I know we get stressed so that, you know, our nervous system turns on. It's like that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So we breathe really short and shallow out of our chest. We're not getting all that oxygen from our diaphragm, right? So doing these breathing exercises will teach you how to breathe from your diaphragm, get all that oxygen in. So you have a much clearer state of mind. Yeah. So that's definitely been helpful. And there's other techniques too, that I've learned such as like a squeeze and release technique. What so is that? Up. I want to know what's oh the squeeze God. and release. So you lay down. I can't do that right now, but imagine you're laying down. If you're home right now, listening, go ahead, lay down. <laughs> um, pretty much you start with squeezing the lower parts of your bodies first. So starting with your feet, you'll squeeze it and tense it up super tight, like literally as tight as you can and then release it. So you do that moving from the bottom of your body up into your face. You literally squeeze your face. It's really silly. And then you relax it. Wow. And then once you go through all of your body, you squeeze everything like crazy and then you release it. And I can't even explain again how helpful that technique has helped with um, anxiety and just I love life. it. We're going to do a YouTube video of that. I'm telling you, we'll do oh, yeah. a Zoom and I'll post it on YouTube of the squeeze and release and I'll have you, you guide us through it. I think that's great. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. So that, and then again, like through everything, 
I mean, working and being a teacher with dance and performing, um, dance has been something in my life since I was four years old. And just having that through that relationship and having that something to keep, uh, to keep the life in me, you yeah. know? So, um, just that being in my life and something that's remained constant as well, um, has helped or had helped through everything. I and think it yeah. it's so important. I think for you, you know, I think everyone needs an outlet, right? And I want to kind of dive into how dance is that outlet for you and kind of what you feel. Cause I know personally for me, it's fitness, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always have to be something active, right? It, it, everyone can find a release. I mean, I I've done with, you know, Gemma that Pino's palette, just painting. Oh, yeah. and, and I'll never forget. I don't paint. It's not like something I do. And I was so quiet and calm. And she was like, holy cow. Like, I never have heard you like not say a word. I'm like, whoa, like I was, you know, just a release, like something different. So how do you think, you know, dance or even just like helping in coaching is kind of serve as a release for you? So in general, when you're dancing and when you are able to just press play on a song and anybody can do this, there's a big misconception with dance in the sense where you have to have the technique, you have to take all the dance lessons and that's how you're a dancer. But this isn't true. When you're born and you're a little boy or a little girl, and you're two years old and you hear a song, you're going to start bouncing. Yeah. Start hearing the music. You're going to start moving. So um, in general, like humans want to move. We hear music and we kind of want to do something. So anybody can dance. Anybody can move. Press play to a favorite song and do whatever you want. And that to me was what drastically helped. I would get to work early in the morning um, uh, in the studio, put on a song that I just felt I needed and then just move before any of my students came. So it wasn't that it was perfect. It wasn't that it was an exquisite performance, but it was the fact that I was playing a song that meant something to me in that moment and I was able to move. I love that. I think, you know, growing up with my younger sister, Aubrey, and, you know, that's how I know you, is I've went to so many of her dance recitals and dance competitions And there's times where just the music hits and the way people are moving, you're like, whoa, I feel something. It's like, whoa, is this like spiritual or what? But I think that's great because I know everybody who's listening right now, you can think of a song that will take you back to a memory. And I think that's so important to just, you know, in those tougher times or when you're, you're feeling, you know, play that song and then take it a step further move you know and kind of feel that song out and it doesn't need to be perfect that's the thing too it's like look silly like have fun it doesn't need to be like I said this big exquisite performance it's just about releasing that energy it's not serious it's it's fun yeah I love that I think it's it's that's what life is it's all about having fun and and Christina you've done such a great job today on this podcast I really appreciate you sharing your story one thing I always like to do is ask our guest you know what are three life takeaways that you would give for our audience who's listening today that they could walk away with knowing like hey Christina gave me these these are things that I will remember 
That is so tough to narrow down to three. And I'm putting you on the clock. This is not like I asked you this before either. <laughs> um, a huge takeaway that I learned that's my number one uh, was actually from one of my college professors that I love and adore still is just move towards what moves you. So if something is moving you, whether it's art or whether it's gardening or playing basketball or just something that might make that excitement move, then move towards it. Experience Mm. it. See what happens. Maybe you're good. Maybe you're bad. Who cares? You tried. So definitely that. Um, Take time to connect with your parents Um, I have friends who don't have their dad around anymore or their mom around anymore or have no parents anymore. My mom just lost her dad. I just lost my grandfather. So just spending time with your family, uh, calling your parents and being close with them. uh, That's just a relationship that is so important to me. So just loving your parents and your siblings and just making them just, they're, they're just, they're everything. So your family, your parents, they're not always going to be around. So give them a call, tell them you love them and just enjoy who they are and learn from them. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's also super important. This is difficult. Third one. Um, I think it would just go back to being just don't take yourself so seriously. I do that. I feel like I take myself seriously sometimes and I just need to relax and have fun and enjoy the ride of this life that I'm blessed to live. I love that. I always say that. I pray that in the morning, like, God, help me to to not take life so seriously, to smile more, to laugh more. I think it's, it's so important to just, you know, like, Hey, this is the end all be all. I'm going to be protected. I, I have good things coming to me. And I think you did an amazing job and I love your, your takeaways for just kind of putting you on the spot there. Uh, I always want to make sure the audience has a, an opportunity to get in touch with you, whether it's email, social media. So what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Sure. My Instagram handle is at Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Paps, P-A-P-S. Because my last name is Papandrea and that's way too long. So Christina Paps. I love it. That's perfect. And I will be posting this obviously on Instagram, YouTube, and social media. So I just want to thank you so much, Christina, for coming on. You did a fantastic job. And thank you, everyone who's listening today. We really appreciate your support. Again, Christina, you're a rock star. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Of course. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. All right.